Well, hello, Mark Wilbur. How are you today? Hello, Justin Vincent. It's uh, going okay. It's uh, midnight for me, of course, as usual. Oh, How are you yes. doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling fantastic about earning a million bucks in Skyblock. Um, in Skyblocks? In Skyblocks, yeah, on Roblox. Roblox. Is, is that uh, fungible with U.S. currency at all? No, unfortunately not. Okay. And uh, the way I did it was... Um, Remember I told you that there was other guys in the game who had like 19 million. I was like, how in the heck? Oh, that was gold. Okay. Yeah, gold, right? I was like, how in the heck did they do that? Like, I, I, was, I was working my way towards a million, you know. And I, the way I was doing it was by doing massive carrot farms. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I found out the trick. Auto-clickers. Oh. They yeah, leave uh... it running all night with an auto-clicker. You don't need a big carrot farm. You they just don't ban want... people for that. What? They don't ban you for that, for like well, any, they don't any kind know of automation. That. They don't know that. Oh I do that. my gosh! Okay. But basically, I just have one conveyor belt, one little carrot farm, and I leave the auto clicker running all night. Wow, that yeah. amazes me. That works because World of Warcraft was banning people for that in two thousand five. Yeah. Anyway, now I've got a million, oh. and I'm going to think I'm going to go to try and get two million, and then I'll be done. But Sell in the meantime. The island, because I know. Sorry, we're just getting straight into this, but it, we'll just we'll just yeah yeah, yeah. Just finish this up. The island looks like a giant higgledy piggledy mess. I mean, because Jack, my five-year-old, basically every time we play the game, I give him permission to build on my island, and he just builds. I mean, it's just crazy. It's like it's like, like, it's like, like something out of Doctor Zeus. It really is. It's like you know, with those tall kind of crazy towers going up and like weird oh. things going to the side so yeah anyway that's 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 okay so lots of gaming again this week i'm trying not to do the gaming <laughs> yeah well I, I get it they're they're addictive by design yep that's and it. how about also, you good way of learning stuff so uh let's see i have made really good progress on the reactor site it's basically done it's like 99 percent there just gotta gotta deploy it and i keep tweaking with a few things but what that yeah. that is like that is your equivalent of getting to a million gold uh maybe yeah yeah, yeah. it's like been, actually it's, it's, real... it's especially good for me because i i have not been making that many screencasts in a while and oh. this is the fuel for the screencast series i'm finishing up so okay. I think I've got maybe two, three videos worth out of it. Wow. So that's, Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's one thing. Uh, let's see. Health side, I decided last time I'm not focusing on days of running or exercise because I've pretty much made that a habit. I'm just focusing on eliminating junk food six days out of seven. And I made it like four days out of seven. Mm -hmm. So I have to, have to keep working at that one. Then other than that, let's see. I didn't do anything on Phoenix Igniter, although I, I feel some pressure to do that as well because it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I, I took a bunch of stuff out of it for the Reactor website. So in other words, like if I had Phoenix Igniter when we started this, uh, I probably could have built the site like three times as fast. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then contracting stuff. And related to contracting, I've been reading up on uh, Swagger, Open API. I, I used that a bit, like five or six years ago, but uh, 
you know, the, like the tooling has grown a lot and I've mostly have used RAML, which is a different competing um, API documentation specification. I, I like it a bit more because it's, uh, um, it's got less repetition than Swagger does, but Swagger slash OpenPI API has been around forever and it's super mm. popular and entrenched and um, there are tools to do like almost everything on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, um, but, it, but that's related to the contract. So I've been, been kind of reacquainting myself with that. And yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's the basic update. I've been working on that bootcamp. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm actually ahead of where I was the last time we spoke. So the last time we spoke, That's good. <laughs> the last time we spoke, I, I, I think I'd got to the point where I was, did, was I on the screen, uh, market? You prob- probably can't so. remember. No. Was I, I on, on product, make something people want? Yeah. I think. Okay. That's yeah. Doing. So yeah, I haven't made any progress on make something people want other than just really think about it a lot and realize how really difficult a lesson it is. Um, because there's so many aspects, there's so much mm-hmm. nuance. Like, you know, part of the thing is, what's your context? Like, right. do, you, do you have an audience? You know what I'm saying? Like, or do you have no audience? Like, do you have an idea? You know, so it's like, there's all these different starting points. Um, and just to just sort of say, just, just have one version is a bit weird. So I'm not quite sure how to do that lesson without making it its own book. Um, mm. But I have... Done. I completed one other lesson, which was how to pick a good starting price point. Um, mm, which okay. And so, really, I've got three lessons to finish, including that that one. So I'm getting sort of edging towards the end. So something else interesting happened. Um, I started working with a guy um, who builds a site called Is It Keto. Uh, dot okay. Org. I can tell you about what, that. What and MT Lynch is his name, and um, he's got a blog a very cool blog and I really liked his blog and he's, he's being super transparent about how he's being a founder. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to him and I just said, Hey dude, this is awesome. You know? And in, in his, in his transparency blog posts, he said he, w- I could see that he was kind of struggling about making something people want getting to that point mm-hmm. where something could make revenue. So I was just like, you know, if you ever want to brainstorm about that, give me a shout. So it, anyway, it seems like something where he could get a lot of traffic really easily compared to revenue. He has, seven he has ten thousand uniques a week yeah okay yeah so basically they're and they're just sort of determining you know is it so so he's got this amazing niche traffic like really targeted Mm -hmm. traffic so i'm just work you know helping him to turn that into a to 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 turn that traffic into a paid product and find out something people want and um you know he he blogged about it about the experience so that i think i guess i'm a little bit part of that journey and from that blog, because I think he has a popular blog, I guess I got three more signups to the Startup Academy. Oh, nice. Which I wasn't so, expecting. Okay, so, so <laughs> That's not why I, I did it. I have a comment and then a question back on, yeah. on Nugget. Um, comment is like out of all of my personal friends, like the one who's been the most successful indie hacker, although they weren't called that back then, uh, is a good buddy of mine that I, I met when I was living in Beijing. And he was running a nutrition website and he was only earning like $500 a month from it because he, he was, and it was like not enough to survive in San Francisco. So he moved out to China partially to learn Chinese, but also partially just to decrease his burn rate. And 
he basically uh, he he scraped USRDA like official data, and he made web pages for like every single thing that your body might need. Like there's one for zinc, there's one for B6, one for B12. And then he also was writing his own content and thoughts about it, just gradually writing out more and more and more. And I saw him basically go from, oh, maybe, maybe about the traffic you're talking about that the is it keto person has mm -hmm. up to like a million and a half uniques a month. Mm -hmm. He was making like over 10 K a month off of Google AdSense and then started optimizing the ads and then switched from AdSense to uh, DFP, like direct from publisher, which is also through Google, but a little bit more work and more pay. And it was, it's like, you know, got well over 50 K a month uh, just within like three years. And I, and I think it was because it was just such this broad base of traffic. Like once you have that many people, you can figure out, something to advertise or affiliate or sell them directly. It's a really think, interesting point because the thing is, um, it, it's funny. I, I sort of think that someone should start up uh, an incubator. And what the incubator does is it buys sites that have a lot of traffic, like the, is it keto type of thing? And um, because so many, so many, guys do that and girls but build build sites get traffic get adsense traffic and they're pulling in like 300 a month you know 500 a month something mm -hmm. like that but that traffic if you actually build something for that traffic the amount of value you, you can extract from that is like exponential compared to what you might get from adsense if it's targeted traffic like that yeah have you heard of uh, nathan latka wrote a book he's kind of like the younger Tim Ferriss, like the new Tim Ferriss. No, I haven't. It was like how to, how to be a venture capitalist if you don't have any capital. Okay. But one yeah. of the things, uh, one of the things he wrote about doing in his book was buying free Chrome extensions. So he looked for Chrome extensions that had a certain amount of traffic. Yeah. And it used to be, cause nobody else was doing it. It used to be super cheap to buy one that was not making any money because the person's yeah. like, well, you know, these people are using it. I, yeah, I could use it a thousand bucks or a couple thousand bucks. And then, you know, he, he would just make a premium version of it or do, you know, do something like that. Um, and, and then, uh, yeah. I, I just think people, people don't understand, um, maybe in the same way it's difficult to understand the exponential. I think people, and I, even I didn't understand it until, until now, like it's taken a long time to truly appreciate the value of traffic. So there's a lot of, I've even recently seen blog posts, people talk about, oh, well, you know, having a lot of traffic doesn't mean anything, you know, it doesn't mean anything unless you can, like, unless you're actually selling something just because you have a lot of traffic. Yeah. Well, actually, you can work with traffic. Like, it's, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a clay, you know. It's a resource. Yeah, it's a resource that you can work with and you can sort of find out how do you get into that? How do you, what's your way into that traffic to understand uh, and to really make something amazing for them and extract value. Yeah. So, so back to the Nugget Bootcamp, or I guess Nugget in general. Yeah. Like how many people going into it already have an idea they want to do? Yeah. I mean, like a, a few people do have an idea. I mean, like you, you know, you had an idea. I think yeah. like how, how has Nugget helped you? Uh, the biggest thing by far is still that point that I, I mentioned that was really early in it. 
where uh, it, it said to like, you know, analyze the things that have worked well for me in the past. And, you know, I looked back through, you know, my whole life basically and found a few like times where I was really doing well. And I, I identified two common traits between all of those times. And, and this would be like when I was, uh, like when I was, you know, doing math as a college student when I was really young and when I was uh, uh, running my English teaching school in Taiwan and, and like just various things that I had done that, you know, I was really proud of. And in every case, the two commonalities were one, there was something external about it that was forcing me on a schedule. And two, there was, uh, there was something about it that I thought was impressive or cool. Like, you know, like starting a business in Taiwan where I have to speak Chinese to deal with all the customers or customers, mm -hmm. parents like that, that was, um, you know, that was a pretty neat thing to me. That was motivating. Whereas if I had been, uh, just, you know, grabbing some low hanging opportunity, maybe that would, that would be great for other people, but I would have gotten bored. You've just pinpointed like the number one reason why founders fail. They don't fail. They just stop. And um, essentially, you found a way to not stop. So you found some kind of ratchet that just kept you going, keeps you going, yeah, keeps you like, interested, keeps you moving. Like the micro term, like the short term, what helped was uh, I know there's going to be you know cl like classes six days a week next week, and there, there will be every week. And I need to keep making curriculum for them, and I also need to be like ready to do the classes, and I also yeah. need to be you know out there. Uh, you know, like selling to prospective uh, customers who wanted their children to study there. So those things forced me on, on like a, a very tight loop of productivity in the short term. And then long term, uh, I was really happy with how it was going. And I felt like it was achieving a difficult thing. Um, in fact, like there were a lot of, that's part of why I like listening to texting so much because of you guys talking about Catalyst and then Math mm -hmm. Academy. Yeah. So, uh, well, so, yeah. So, to to go back to to just sort of uh, the reason why I was um, asking that is, um, I think the thing, whether you come in with an idea or without an idea, ultimately, right now, the true value that I think Nugget gives you is that this idea of you don't know what you don't know, um, yeah. And you, you know, you don't know what you don't know as as a new indie founder and you kind of have to spend 10 years learning what you don't know if you if you don't see someone if you if you don't learn it from from somewhere else so nugget is not like an nba where it's teaching you sort of theoretical type of stuff about markets and the way markets move and stuff like that but it's slightly like that in the sense that it is teaching you what you don't know you don't know so yeah. it's it's giving you this like broad uh, understanding of knowledge that then um, when you do go to do something, you're not going to make a 10-year mistake. You're not going to make a five-year mistake or you're much less likely because you've seen so many examples of those mistakes throughout the whole of the training of Nugget. Yeah. The, the other thing I thought, I, maybe the second, my second most favorite part in it was the uh, the part where you just went over all kinds of different business models and rank them just, you know, in terms of uh, what you thought the scalability was and the difficulty. Yeah. And 
uh, also like how suitable you thought it was, you know, and like the one that I'm doing now, I think you, you ranked as like, okay, or, mm. or, or decent, but not like the, the ideal thing. Well, it does, it does so completely depend on your founder context. So it just depends on oh, your sure. background, like everything. Yeah. So, you know, that, so task flow, you know, the, the reason why task flow is so right for me is because of all the things that fit me. Like I really get jazzed about working with um, a group of people and building software for them and sort of, you know, helping them sort of achieve their goals through the software. That's why Plugio really worked out. That's why Light was such a bad thing for me because there was no, you know, there was no customer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a customer. So Light was a mobile delivery app. There was kind of no customer. Um, I, it was just all me making up my own decisions about whether this was good. And it, was, it looked good and it worked and it sold. But there were so many reasons why that was a terrible idea for me. Um, but, you know, so I guess, so you, just to go back to your point, people come in with ideas, people don't come in with ideas. A lot of people do come in with an idea, but then there's that whole uh, stage two where you generate a list of 100 ideas. Right, right, right. They oftentimes they go oh yeah my idea is nowhere near as good as as this this thing yeah and, I, and I just use that stage to come up with igniter exactly the, uh, igniter. The, the reason i asked about the idea though is uh um i have, I have a few friends that have done 30 by 500 and yeah. one that really has not gotten out much out of it at all was uh this german guy i met while i was a digital nomad and he was actually, he was working on a task management thing, mm -hmm. but he's, he's super into getting things done strategy. And mm -hmm. he wanted to make an app around that. And it's kind of like uh, this, this long running quest of his, he's been, you know, trying things for a few years. He's, he's got an Android app, but nobody's using it really. And he can't, you know, he can't really uh, target the keywords he wants to because they're trademarked. And he went through 30 by 500 and was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever is in this course as long as it's making a getting things done app. Mm. <laughs> so it's not, you know, like, like <laughs> I think it, it's yeah, been a no, little, uh, that doesn't fit. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a natural fit because the whole, the whole point of 30 by 500 is sales safari. Really. If you could just say it in another way, sales safari yeah. is what 30 by 500 is. That nugget is not that nugget. That's a component of nugget. Like it, you know, I think that's an amazing way to, to find people, you know, to, to find, yeah. but I don't think it's the only way. I, oh, definitely not. Um, but the thing is like, not all ideas are good. And I, I don't know, you know, I don't know about their applicants, but I know you would know about your applicants. There's like a, is it a huge number that are just attached to, an idea like good or bad just whatever they're doing or no no there's there's, a lot there's that aren't. i'm i'm gonna say it's like five percent of people coming into nugget are attached oh, to an that's, idea. that's yeah. much less than i thought yeah. okay five to ten percent but that's because i mean i've even to get into nugget in the first place you've got to, you've got to answer a question that says right <laughs> that says you are not you you know i am not attached to an idea <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> so, true. you know, so 5% still get through, like they just basically lie and they are completely attached to an idea, but at least <laughs> like less of them, you know, less of them come in. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, but, but, but well, one, th one thing I want to say is um, the boot camp. Hmm. The, 
the founder context level up aspect of it, like, you know, learning the level ups. Deeper than before, I truly understand that a, that guy that you're talking about right now, it doesn't matter what audience he builds. He needs to level up at building audience. That is the first thing that every indie founder should do. And it's, mm. it's, when I think about all the people who are successful, they have done that by accident, not on purpose, not, not by planning, but they've just done it because they've started a blog or they've, they've built a small, some small useful thing like, is it keto? But like the people who get somewhere are the people who basically understand and have some experience at, build, at getting people. You've got to get people. Like, so that's the reason why his product doesn't go anywhere because he doesn't know how to get people. Yeah. Because, okay. Yeah, so he, it's like, they're, they're weirdly linked though. Cause like I, I built a totally new audience for alchemist camp and they're all showing up because of the product. They, they are, but you've, you've got, a, you've got, you did that. Well, you, there was, it was serendipitous, right? So you didn't actually do that by design. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of people do that by design. One of the, one of the first things that I've, I write in the boot camp is, who's the audience? Okay, if you're, a, if you've, if you're a first time founder, this will help you. If you're a second time founder, this will help you understand why you succeeded. <laughs> mm, <laughs> because okay, most okay. people don't understand why they succeed, including myself. And the only reason why I understand why I succeeded is because at this point, there's 6,000 people in Nugget. I've spoken to 200 founders. Like I have just hyper iterated the learning of understanding, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Like how how does this shit work? You know, one um, one thing that's uh, I think has helped me quite a bit is I I didn't even start this at the very beginning, but maybe about a year ago, I started this habit where anytime I'm trying to Google something about Elixir, which is the topic I'm teaching, uh, if I have problems finding an answer to something, like if I have to Google three or four times, I have to you know dig into some some thread on GitHub or a forum or something. I will note that and then later try to write an article on it or make a video on it. That is fantastic. Because if That's it's hard really for me good. to find, like that yeah. means the top results are all pretty bad and I can probably yeah. beat them. That is very, very smart. That is something that, again, that would make a great blog post on your own personal blog. Oh, like the meta blog post about that strategy. Yeah, that's, that, that's that, a good that, idea. That would hit, you know, that, that I believe that could do well on Indie Hackers, on Hacker News, which in turn could get you more um, traffic about what, everything you're, else you're doing. That, that is a really good, good plan. All right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to remember that then. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking yeah, I can't of remember the beginning of this discussion, but there was a point we were trying to make, but I don't think we've got there. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, you, were, you were talking about the boot camp, and I, I just jumped in asking about, uh, uh, about whether people were attached because it reminded me of, of my friend who, who was stuck on one idea. So, so your, my advice to your friend is, and this is my advice to anyone, is just do something to start building traffic just as a, as a, just a basic thing. And it doesn't matter whether that goes nowhere. It doesn't matter whether that turns into a, a product. Now, obviously it's much better if it does turn into a product. So if, if you are, for example, he's building a productivity tool. If he builds traffic for people into productivity and he signs up to Reddit productivity and sees what they're talking about and sees the pain points that they're talking about and writes some amazing blog posts about that and then submits them to Reddit and to Hacker News, that's fantastic traffic for him to build. And then he gets those people on an emailing list 
And then once they're on an emailing list, then he can start telling them about his product. And then he can get them into a Slack group. And then he can start saying, what do you want? And then he can start mocking up a product. And then he can start building a product for them. That's how it's done. I've lost you. You, uh, wait, you audio. I've lost your audio. Oh shoot. That was, that was me. I muted myself cause I was yeah. typing something. My bad. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a much better strategy than what he's doing and kind of, I mean, kind of related. Like I think, um, it seems like it's still kind of underutilized to build email lists for like everyone that's well for everyone. I mean, for, I think a lot of bloggers get it now, but, but I think everyone who's, building on a platform that also gives you traffic, like say you're making an iOS app or an Android app, or you're making a game on steam, like a surprising number of people that I see, you know, blogging about it or submitting stuff to Reddit or indie hackers. Uh, they like their whole traffic strategy is like post a few times to Reddit and um, hope the steam store or the uh, app store gives them, you know, give them all the customers they need. I have seen um, multiple uh, very successful founders say, the, the one big mistake that I've made is I didn't start building an emailing list early enough. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Um, so speaking of traffic, uh, there is a minor thing that uh, has greatly increased our traffic for this very recording that I, I shared with you. I wanted to, to mention on the show itself. Oh, the Vim one. The clips, not oh, just the Vim. Clips, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, so I've been kind of slow to get these, these podcasts, you know, edited and put out there, but uh, I, I got faster at it. And one thing I started doing just this last week is taking some of the episodes and then uh, as, as along with the episode itself, just have a separate playlist of little clips from them. And I did one on how you started TaskFlow and uh, one on uh, uh, just chatting about Flash games, what you thought about finding users for a new product, and then one really short one on uh, what, I, you know, what, what I thought about MacVim and why I loved using it and uh, wasn't so good for screencasts. And those little clips have, have actually pulled in a lot more people. Our, our uh, channel traffic maybe, on YouTube is triple what it was. Really? Two weeks, I mean, maybe we should just ago. have our conversations and, and then only do clips. Well, the clips, no, I think the clips are definitely good because the clips all link to the main one. Okay. So it's like, here, here's a clip of Justin talking about task flow from episode three or episode two or whatever. And most people just watch the clip but some click through that and then watch the episode for 20 minutes and YouTube loves that. YouTube's like, you know, the watch time on people who watch this clip is really high. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what's our, what's our numbers? We now have 14 subscribers Whoa. and the, uh, the more interesting part is we have 13 hours of watch time in the last week. Um, uh, wait, of Reactor? Yeah. People have spent 13 hours watching it on YouTube. And that's definitely going to be lower than, you know, people listening on their, on their uh, iPhones or whatever. No, I mean, 13 hours to me is, is like mind blowing. 
because they're sitting and watching. They're not like exercising or, or you know, well, walking I mean, in the park. It's not about it. It's just like that, any, that, that anyone's actually watching. I mean, that to me is... There are people thing. watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I repeat, surprised. I repeat, if, if, you, if, if, if you want us to have intro music, uh, if I get 10 email addresses, 10, 10, pe- 10 email. emails, 10 emails uh, sent right. to jv at vip.ie, I will do an intro. An intro. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't published you saying that last week yet. I'm still a couple okay. weeks behind. but uh, I know, that's fine, that's fine. But I'm just, The word will I'm just, get out. I'm just reiterating it. The word yeah. will get out. <laughs> You're not allowed to tell anyone. No, I won't. It has to be actual organic people watching. Exactly. That'll be the day. That'll be the day. And then I will believe that maybe, maybe we'll be able to grow an audience. Yeah. I I don't, yeah, this isn't optimized for an audience, but you know what? I think we'll do it more than anything else. Like like we could spend a ton of time, like, you know, optimizing like show titles and what we talk about and getting, getting guests, like interviewing people because then you get some other audience. But I think what would do it more than anything is if task flow just you just knock it out of the park and you get your Tesla Cybertruck and then people are like this is how that thing started or I blow up Phoenix Igniter or both I, preferably uh, both yeah I mean <laughs> I don't know why you think like I think Phoenix Igniter already is good but the very fact that Phoenix Igniter came out of Nugget that's a big deal that's that's, yeah, that's, that's important that's, yeah. That, because that Phoenix Igniter, I, I really think, has a huge, huge potential. So, yeah, cause I, I went into Nugget with my idea I was already doing, but it only required, you know, part-time, and I was, I was definitely up for, for more things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, um, health, uh, for me it's just been fine. I've just been sort of in range. It hasn't been too bad because obviously getting the alcohol out, that's been good. Um, you know, it hasn't been phenomenal. My, my weight is still around about two fifteen, two sixteen um, pounds. So that's sort of where I'm, where I'm staying at. Um, lots of gaming with the kid. <laughs> lots of gaming. <laughs> um, you know, and day job, you know, a lot of day job stuff. Uh, just, just, just the usual. I guess one thing we should probably talk do, about do is you do anything on task flow. Nothing on task flow. I'm nothing not, I'm not going to do task flow until I've got, um, the boot camp out. The only problem is, is I have a horrible suspicion that once the boot camp gets out, a lot of people might sign up to nugget and then that might take my, and then you'll on. be wanting to go back to task flow. But you'll have and I'll be wanting to go back people. to task flow, but I'll be needing to work with, uh, with people. Yeah. Um, I do have a sort of a, a burgeoning idea in my mind about creating something along the lines of um, what's the best way of saying this? Like an accelerator, um, but you don't get invest. You don't get any investment, but you do get help, um, and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. So basically, my my sort of working idea about this is nugget. My working title is Nugget Octane. Um, okay, <laughs> that's my my sort of what I'm thinking in my mind. That and sounds the like a is, Nugget group. The reason the reason <laughs> the reason why I'm thinking about it is um, there's these two founders that I'm working with, and they both come from positions of knowing how to build an audience very well, mm. and I'm finding it rewarding working you know just intrinsically rewarding working with them, getting them to a, a point of like 
you know, decent uh, validation and, 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 and revenue and profit. And so I, I would be happy to lead a group of like 10 people like that, do a, like a weekly check-in and just sort of help them be successful, you know, yeah. for, you know, because, because it, it's, it's frustrating getting people from zero to something if they don't know how to build an audience. That's, that's really difficult. That's still actually one of the harder things for me. Like I am growing an audience, but it's very linear and I don't, I mean, I have ideas, but I haven't found a sustainable way to, to accelerate that. Well, dude, you've, you've got, or you've already, I mean, you've got the raw material right there. I mean, all you've got to do is start a blog, Like you, you have thought provoking, interesting uh, blog pieces. I mean, if, if you look at, if you just watch all the shows, there's been at least five really interesting thought provoking things that you've, you've said. And I've said, dude, that should be a blog. You, you do say that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, that's because remember when in texting, although I guess I'm thinking, okay, so here's the thing. Like I'm thinking in terms of audience of people who care about my current products as opposed to people who would be interested in some thought provoking idea. Well, there's a there's some crossover because because all your thought provoking ideas are kind of would work very well on Hacker News, and the Hacker News people would then you know some some section of them would be interested in what you're Check doing. Check out my profile. But but you're right. I mean, it's the same deal. I mean, just just do. Remember remember when I was talking about building the market for Elixir, mm-hmm. um, like that. If you created a, a blog and you were like you know the Elixir guy. And you create gotcha. you write really thought-provoking content about that. That's kind of the same thing, but with a much more targeted. Like if it's if it's a thought-provoking blog that gets a broader audience, but I also talk about using Elixir to do things sometimes. Yeah, and you know, yeah. you well, you could also say like how I made money through building, you know, through building this Elixir product. Yeah, you know, there's many different. <laughs> although, although the last thing I want to do is uh, <laughs> tell Hacker News, yeah. hey. Or tell indie hackers like, "Hey, you can make money teaching Elixir." <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've actually I've already seen like three uh, would-be competitors pop up on indie hackers over the last year and a half. I, I, the kind they, of, they've all quit, so like it's not too bad. But I think the kind of thing that would that would go down really well on a blog like that is like really helping people understand the use cases for Elixir. What kind of apps? Like sort of diving deep, you know. We, you know, yeah. I look. I looked at this app made by these people, and they use Elixir, and this is why it rocks for them. You know, my, yeah. My headache now is I'm I'm getting all this traffic, uh, some because of uh, because of what I've been doing with this last series, and some just because people are curious. That's about Phoenix Live View. So there are all these people that I've started just getting random emails from people about Phoenix Live View. My site traffic's way up. Mm. But some of the most trafficked pages are this new series on Phoenix mm-hmm. Live View. Okay. Like, hey, I'm thinking about like using this for an educational platform or for, you know, an e-commerce site or this or that. And it's not 1.0 yet, and they're breaking changes in the API constantly. Well, that's perfect. That that's perfect because um, you know, as Jason always says, like if you're the if you're the one who leads the charge of a new product. That's that's just a great thing, a great position to be in, but it I grew. I, it's a pain. There's in the a ass. lot of ex, yeah. There's a lot of excitement, and yeah. it's, at least I don't think it's the best choice to be using in production right now. How long till it gets to production? I don't know. I think maybe 
six months. I, I don't know. It's been an, it's six been months. like people have been talking about it a ton in Elixir forums and wow. like the found, like the guy who made Phoenix has been, or actually the person who made the Elixir language has been talking about it a lot for like, I think a year and a half. But now. isn't that, like, isn't I, that exactly? I jumped, in, I jumped in kind of late and it's still like breaking and changing. But that could be the perfect audience building opportunity for you. If you had like some kind of blog slash just even a landing page about live view, build a, build a mailing list about live view. Like it's sort of like Bitcoin. It's but, sort of I mean, like my main yeah. site's kind of like that already. It is already. Well, because they're, they're signing up for learning Elixir and Phoenix, and they're all asking me about live Phoenix Live View. So, oh yeah, so yeah, it's like a, it's. How many are you like, getting on the mailing list now? How many do you have on the mailing list? Uh, like, like, what sort of subscriber rate are you getting? The rate it's about a hundred a month. Okay. Maybe yeah, just about a hundred, and in total, I'm at maybe twenty five, twenty six hundred. So, so three a day. Yeah, about that. It's it's pretty erratic, though. Do you think there's anything any anything you could do to get that to six a day? Mm, I'm sure there's something. I don't know what there is though. Like I, I've got a I've got like an intro a free intro email course for people to go through my type form and uh, sign up for my email that way, and that increased the rate a little bit. Increased it like fifteen percent over what That's it was. That's the intro form. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got that from Brennan Dunn. His convert get class taught how to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, like getting a bigger top of the funnel, like maybe focusing more on that not so technical blog, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. with the interesting ideas that I said. Do you have a blog? News. Do you, does it have a blog that site? Alchemist. That site. Well, I, I mean, depends on what you mean by blog. Like, like I've got. Uh, if you go to alchemist.camp/episodes, it's all screencasts. Okay. If you go to alchemist.camp/articles then it's all just written content with no screencast. Although those articles are all tutorials. They're not, they aren't like, uh, why okay, they're you not should like do thought X. pieces or something like that. They're not yeah. thought pieces. The thought pieces are what the, like my solo podcasts are about, like the monologues, like the code and bootstrapping thing where I talk about automation in one of them, where I talk about, you know, just talk about different topics that stuff definitely has opened the top of the funnel a bit. And even though they hate audio, I have gotten some, some votes on Hacker News with those. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not front and center on the site, though. Like, that's basically just for sharing on Hacker News and getting SEO traffic. And those solo podcasts with the transcripts only link to the rest of the site. The rest of the site does not link to them. Okay. Yeah, well, you kind of know what to do. I'll keep, yeah, doing I'll keep noodling yeah. on it. Just, yeah. just keep like hacking on it, like iterating. Got yeah. to, got to publish more. Got to, got to increase my, my production rate. <laughs> so <laughs> that sounded funny. Yeah, just like sounded, it sounded like almost. Um, I don't know. It's just funny. Well, got on a related note, I've got a, uh, some stuff I want to share my screen for. Okay. Can you see? Um, your channel got 150 views in the last 28 days. Well, that, that one's our channel. Let's, oh, okay. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think it is. Uh, and, and notice, like, this is when I started putting the clips out. It's just this dramatic difference. Wow. And I, and I think if I put out clips, like, three times a week instead of... I see week, episode 11 more. down there. I just want to note yeah. that that is a terrible camera angle for my face. 
Yes. Well, I will. I will not use that camera angle moving forward. <laughs> it, it was worse in episode one. Oh, episode one was the worst. Yeah, episode, episode one, it seemed like you were just this giant towering over me. But uh, <laughs> that's fine. We, we can put up thumbnails for any of these. Sure. So speaking on the productivity angle, like, do you, what kind of keyboard do you use? A MacBook Pro keyboard. Okay, okay. So I, I have you know, various issues in my, you know, my, my index finger joint and my wrist. It's gotten way mm. better since it was really bad before I started <laughs> Alchemist Camp. Yeah, but I have mostly been using this keyboard. The oh yeah, I know those. I've tried to use them. I've tried, and I I got this one like right uh, a couple months after I started Alchemist Camp, and it definitely helped. It let me basically heal my injuries a little faster. Mm -hmm. And I've also got this one, Kinesis Freestyle Edge, which is marketed as a gaming keyboard, but it's it's actually still pretty ergonomic keyboard because mm -hmm. like it doesn't the the kinesis advantage too uh makes your thumb handle the space the enter page up page down home end backspace delete um so it's basically your thumb is like a, a stronger joint than your your pinky so you can offload more work to it but the kinesis freestyle edge is a more traditional layout but you've got a whole bunch of macro keys on the left side mm. and th that where you can have, you can have like, you know, some long command, like, I don't know, like get reset uh, dash dash hard head and have just hit one key to do that. <laughs> like um, with the, like with the genius bar, the touch bar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mac, yeah. Yeah. And it has an escape key, but, but you can, you can pick any <laughs> angle you want. You know, you can, you can have your, your, your hands like this, or you can have it separate this far, this far. And I've been looking at a newer keyboard. I'm curious if you've even heard of it. The ErgoDox Easy. Wow. It's like a combination of the two of these. It's it's split like the advantage, and it can it can be raised like that, like tilted, and it offloads more to the thumb. But every single key on it is programmable. So you can you can basically map anything to whatever you want. And you can have different kinds of keycaps on each key. Like it's 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 like a kind of like a DIY uh, any kind of thing you want for ergonomic keyboard users. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking after uh, revenue. Can you goes put up your own letters on the top? Then you just set sure. it the way you want it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so been been kind of eyeing this thing. Maybe uh, maybe after I. I uh, I get some uh, contracting earnings. I'll I'll be going there. That is very very interesting. I I would just like to get an N key because my N key has been completely obliterated. So it just looks like a big, like a I don't know, like some hawk has been hacking at it. You can't see oh, any that, N. That should be pretty cheap. <laughs> you just see, you just see but, like a an explosion of and no no letter. All right, that's Ooh. all. That's all I had to share. That was oh good sharing. So um, in, in the Nugget course, the physics of business, um, then the successful business stack. Oh, okay. Yeah, you I know, know that you, Like the foundation is customers. Then you find out their intent to pay. Then you build a product. Well, this has always bugged me because um, while it's correct information, it's boring as hell. Successful business stack. It's just not interesting. Something that I did get done, I think, between last episode and this episode is to make this interesting. 
Did I already? No, I didn't talk to you about this. No, you, no, you didn't. I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that page for sure. Yeah. So now this is much more interesting. This is profit cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> and it's it's mmm uh, <laughs> delicious profit, so good. <laughs> and so it just makes it just. I've just reworked this to make a lot more sense and be a lot more fun, and also be a meme in its own right to be kind of more shareable and and it also fits. You know, this idea like. Because in the lesson of the of the successful business stack, I basically talk about how if it's just you and the product, you're kind of guessing and messing, you know. And if it's if it's the bottom two layers, that's where you're learning and earning. Well, here it makes sense because it's like, you know, the 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 concept of a cake, you know, decorating a cake, you know, you're decorating yeah. this cake, you're putting cream on it, you know, stuff like that. Like that makes sense. That's that makes sense with guessing and messing. So overall, and then. Um, plug that into uh, you know, a faster way to validate. So the hyper-iteration uh, mixed with uh, the profit cake, and then that uh, gives you this. You know, the faster iterations, so find people, talk to people, mock up a product and sell a product versus get an idea, build a product, pivot the product and market the product. Yeah, so profit cake. I was- uh, Yeah, I wonder if the main problem is like people just don't wanna talk to people. Or well, at least you don't some have people to talk don't want to, to people. You, I mean, you don't have to talk to people. You, you can, you know, go on Reddit and just see what people are saying and understand their pain points. But this is exactly the, what I'm working on right now is how to make what people want. And it is a how very difficult, yeah. it's a difficult topic, difficult discussion, to be honest. Cool. So what else? I think Anything else? Just goals, goals. Um, mm, well, same goal as last time. Um, Try and get the bootcamp ready for review by this time next week. But I might actually have a chance of, of making that happen. All right. Um, um, let's see. I, I, I've got... Uh, oh, do you have any physical goals? Like blood sugar range, uh, just exercise? Can, I've just realized that for this whole episode, I've been wearing these headphones, but they weren't plugged in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, do I? Sorry, do I have any goals? Uh, yes, blood sugar. Keep the blood sugar within range. That's it. I, okay, so not not a specific one. Um, I'm gonna repeat my goal of six out of seven days. Actually, I think that might be too hard for me right now. I've got to got to like build up some small wins. So I'm gonna go for five out of seven days, no junk food, and just continue exercising when I feel like it. Which this week turned out to be four days, so it's fine. Um, then uh, aside from that, the main thing is actually going to be get Reactor site launched. And in the process of that, I will have even more content for podcasts. So I, I mean, for uh, screencasts. So I, I will publish at least one of those as well, although possibly two or three. And keep, you know, keep up with contracting. Then finally, uh, I've, been, I've been spending more time reading a lot of my mm. tech books that I've bought nice. recently. And I, and I found a, like a new way of doing it. It's been really motivating for me, which is okay. uh, like I read my, I've put all my stuff on my Kindle and I, I've been reading like the rust assembly, a web assembly book. And like, I've got a book on uh, um, Ecto, which is like the main, uh, main library for dealing with databases in Elixir. And I've been reading it ahead on my Kindle and then I sit down on my computer where I've also got the same PDF and 
since I've already read it, I've already like skimmed ahead. I can just go through it way faster. I don't, I don't know why that is. Interesting. But uh, I'm going to keep trying to get through at least one chapter a day. Of, so skim uh, it and books. then read it. Well, I'm, I'm actually reading it. But the thing is, like normally I, I was doing, I was like reading along with the PDF on the side and then writing code on the other side. And what I was doing sometimes was just kind of like um, not fully engaging my mind, just like literally copying for, like from one side to the other, from the, from the PDF into my, my code editor without processing it. And then I have to go back to the PDF. And it was, it was slower that way. But if I've already read it once away from the computer, uh, I, can, you know, I can go through at the computer, maybe at uh, half my normal reading speed instead of a, a fifth of my normal reading speed. So, yeah, um, one chapter a day. Eat well five out of seven days, and uh, get reactor launched. You got this. You got this. Now, um, yay! You might need to. Uh, you might need to use the audio from the Zoom because I I didn't have the headphones plugged in. So oh, I'm, picking, yeah, I'm picking up your audio. So I found the like the Zoom audio is a little bit better sometimes because like especially if my air conditioner is on or there's any mm. other sound, yeah, uh, it's got some kind of correction. Um, and and you're also louder, like way louder than I am, uh, was which I have to adjust manually with our okay. separately recorded audio. Oh, so do you know. use the, do you use the Zoom audio a lot? The the last two. The last two, I just used the Zoom, and I think they sounded pretty good. Okay, cool. Um, I, I think it's still good that we have the audio like just our a own recorded. Yeah, uh, not just a backup, but also it, if it were worth the time to, you know, run it through like noise removal or remove the noise from my side when when I'm not talking, and vice versa, it's there. But yeah, it doesn't have to be done, and it's not. It's probably not worth it. It's just it's just kind of like a, an insurance policy. Okay. It's a hedge, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, well, um, I think that, that that's the show. Um, thank you so much, sir. Well, you as I well. I'll see you next week, and uh, yay, go go go, team! And um, so we had how many lists? We we had fifteen. Was it fifteen people? No, wait. Was it? We, we have fourteen subscribers. Fourteen subscribers. But in terms of listens, is more than subscribers because okay. some people just find it. How about our next goal is 20 subscribers? On YouTube? Yes. Okay. So okay. I just want to say, if you are watching this on YouTube, smash that like button. <laughs> Click that subscribe and the little bell that notifies you. And smash you will, all the things. You will be delighted because we will release new things. Thank you. And right. by the way, when I say that, I'm just copying the videos that my kid watches because he watches so many gamers on YouTube. <laughs> There you go. All right. <laughs> See you next week. All right, dude. All right, bye. bye.